It's Quick Tip Tuesday. You have questions, I have answers, and I am so glad to be answering them for you today. If you have a question that you want answered on the show, pop into my DMs on Instagram at Fig and Farm. Send me an email at figandfarmathome at gmail.com or join the Facebook group and ask there. bit.ly forward slash design 101 group. Let's hop to it. Let's answer your question. And if you find value in this, I'm sure someone else will too. So make sure you share with a friend. Good morning and happy 2022. Can you believe it? A brand new year, brand new start. 2022 sounds a little futuristic when you say it out loud, doesn't it? A little back to the future, a little DeLorean. And I saw a meme the other day that made me think, um, made me scratch my head and pause for a minute. And it was 2022, looks like, sounds like 2020, parenthesis, two. <laughs> oh, heavens to Betsy. I hope not. I hope not. Okay. We are thinking good thoughts. We are praying for the year ahead and we are moving our needle forward wherever we are starting. And um, as we do that, a lot of us make resolutions. A lot of us make goals. And are you a resolution maker? Are you? That the word resolution to me feels sticky and tricky. And it does because I feel like it also goes with um, dropping off the bandwagon, failure. Failure is such a strong word. I don't mean that, but not attainable. And it feels a little out of reach. So I don't make resolutions, but I make goals. How about you? What do you do? And are you a um, resolution maker, a goal setter for the new year? I want to know about it. So drop me a line and tell me what is your goal for the year? You can tell me as many as you want or just one, whatever your biggest one is. One of my goals for the year, I do categorize mine And they are all, of course, moving my needles forward wherever they are. And my goal for um, this year in health is to do a handstand in yoga. I've had this goal for a few years now, but I mean, kind of in the back of my mind, but this year it has made the list of goal for 2022. I'm going to learn to do a handstand unassisted. And yesterday I got started. I got started with a headstand and I did it unassisted. Um, I've been working towards it for a while, but um, it's a little scary when gravity takes hold and you're as old, I mean, I'm not old, but you know, as old as I am (laughs) with wonky knees and all, it is a little scary. So you don't want to hear any more about that, I am sure. So let's dive into Susan's question for today because it has something to do with resolutions and I have a feeling you guys might be able to relate. In fact, I know some of you can because I've talked to so many of you over the course of the years that I know this is where some of you are. A lot of you are. So here's her question. She was brave enough to ask. She says, I don't really believe in New Year's resolutions, but this year I resolved to do something about my house. I moved in 10 years ago. The furniture is still placed in the same position I, when I moved in, and I've purchased a few things here and there. I've even painted some walls, but I hate it. That's a strong word, Susan. Where do I begin to start when I want to change it all? And that's tricky, isn't it? When you want to change it all, when you are uninspired by your space, when you walk in and you think, ugh, meh, I want to close the door and turn around. Where do you start? And I'm so glad you asked because we are going to go there. But the thing I want to ask you first, Susan, is this. Why do you hate it? 
what is it about your space, about your home that you hate? Is it that there's memories there that have kind of taken over? Is it that the furniture is, is ripped and worn and unusable? Is it that you are spending too much time on social media and seeing all of the beautiful places and comparing your home to that? Is it that you, um, is it something different? Like you want to spend actually more time with your kiddos and you are just uninspired because you're constantly organizing and reorganizing and fighting some clutter um, that gets in the way of spending the time with your kiddos? Is it that you hate the, the color of the walls or the function of your home? What is it that you hate? And, and I want you to ask yourself those questions and I want you to think about it a little bit more intentionally. What, what, and I want you to think about it in a reverse order. What is it that you want for your home? What is the purpose that you want your home to serve? Start there. So when you're thinking about why you hate it, cause that's a really strong word. Think about the flip side. What do you want your home to do for you? What do you want your home to feel like? What do you want your home to feel like to your family? What activities do you want to do there? Um, and what are some of the barriers that are getting in the way of that? And that, when you identify the, the purpose that you want for your home and you identify the barriers that are getting in the way, sometimes that can be um, the thing that makes it so that you hate it. Now, a barrier probably is not the pink color. And it might not be the way that your furniture is placed. And it might not be that artwork that's hanging on the wall. My guess is if we really got down to it, that the barrier could be an elephant inside of every single person's home. Well, maybe unless you're living in a tiny home. But my guess is that a lot of us have the elephant of stuff in our home. And stuff can create a barrier that takes too much time away from our family. Sometimes when you have too much stuff, you become a stuff manager instead of living the life that you want and the life that you've designed for your family, you've hoped for your family. Too much stuff can cause anxiety. It can make us feel stressed and overwhelmed. And that then can be a barrier to being your best self right? So if you have not already listened to my conversation with Jessica Hayes, I want you to go back and I want you to listen to that. It's episode 25. And we talk about, about stuff and what it does to your own person, what it does to um, the feelings of overwhelm and anxiety and how that interacts or affects the way that you interact with your family and your loved ones. Okay. So before we go too deep into that, Susan, we are going to answer your question, but we are going to talk first about stuff in your home and before we get into the pretty. So a lot of home decorators, I don't know if they really address this. And I think it's something that we should, because I want you all to right now imagine your dream home. And it might not be the home you're living in, and that's okay. But I want you to imagine your dream home. I want you to think about walking into actually driving up. We're going to drive up. We're going to do a little visualization. If you can right now, where you are, shut your eyes. If you're driving, please don't <laughs> shut your eyes. And I want you to picture it. I want you to picture what your driveway looks like. Mine has a circular driveway. And I want you to think about what the front door looks like. 
I want you to think about the garden and the outside. I want you to think about what happens when you walk through those doors and what you see first. I want you to walk into the living room and I want you to look around and I want you to think about, I want you to think about a fun family activity. Can you picture it in that dream space? What does it look like? I'm picturing games and I'm picturing, imagine this, I am picturing sports on TV. Okay, that is just reality. It's not necessarily, you know, I'd rather have Gilmore Girls, but I'm a house full of boys. So (laughs) sports it is, but I'm picturing also a wide open kitchen, Um, Greg and I cooking while kids play a board game. That is kind of what I'm picturing. And my, now my question for you is this, is there clutter in your dream home? Is there? There is none in mine. And that is what we're going to address today. The idea of how do you know if you have too much stuff? How do you know if your home is serving you or if you are serving your home? This is a conversation we've already had, but I have created a quiz for you so that you can start diving into that yourself. And as we begin this new year, maybe that mustard seed that we planted at the beginning of the show back in June, maybe it's time to take action on. Maybe it is. So one of the things that I want you to think about, first of all, is this visualization. You just walked through the doors of your dream home. You just walked into the living room of your dream home. What did it look like? Does it have too much stuff? Does it have an overabundance of it? And if the answer is no, and then you open your eyes and you look around and you're, you are over, you're overwhelmed by stuff, that might be an issue, an indicator that your home is not serving you right now, that your home is a, a placeholder for the things that you keep. Okay, so a couple other questions I want you to answer. Now you're back in your space, not your dream home. And my quiz goes into this a little bit further so that you can answer. And it's, of course, you don't have to turn it in. It's nothing like that. But it just gives you an idea of where where stuff lands on your radar and what your home feels like to you. And it's not all about stuff. It is really about a feeling and it all working together. But, but today we are focusing on that. So I want you to ask about, uh, ask yourself this question. If someone were to come over unannounced right now, and they were to say, hey, I have, I was just through the neighborhood and I wanted to stop by and chat. Can we have a cup of tea? What would your reaction be? Would your reaction be, oh my gosh, yes, absolutely. I've been dying to see you. I can't wait. Yes, I, you know, regardless of whether or not you have time, what would your reaction be? Or would it be something like, oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed. I don't want you to see the piles of stuff that are still sitting in my living room, the the laundry that has not been done for weeks that is on the dining room table and the boxes of crafts that have not been put away and that project that, oh my gosh, and, and I'm so embarrassed. What would your reaction be? If your reaction is more stuff centered than it is people centered, whether or not you are happy to see the person, whether it is stuff centered or people centered, if it is more people centered, awesome. Chances are, uh, whether or not you have the time, whether or not you like that person who stopped by, chances are you are in a place where your home serves you or in a mindset that you don't really care what your home looks like, which is also a good, a good thing too. But a lot of us care. A lot of us care. And if you are answering that door and you are stuff centered, if you're like Im- immediately embarrassed at your space, you're immediately apologizing for what that person is going to step into, 
then chances are your home is not serving you right now, currently today. It is not. Of course, we all have those days when we need to put away the mail. We need to, you know, remind the kiddos to put their coats up. We need to put away that craft that we got out yesterday. But that, those little things, those daily tidying up, the end of the day routine where you need to tidy it before you head upstairs to bed, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about things like this. It is dinner time and you ask your kiddo to set the table and you need to move the piles of paperwork or the boxes that need to be returned to Amazon and the things that need to have come over and are sitting on your table because they're actually needing to go into the credenza, but there's not enough space in the credenza and you need to reorganize that in order to get rid of the things that came from your mom that also are sitting on the floor that are piling up. That's what I'm talking about. Do you need to move the piles in order to a different location in order to make the space to have your dinner or your sit on the couch or do work in your sewing room or go to bed, fold your clothes to do the laundry? You get what I'm saying, right? Are you moving stuff and reorganizing stuff to make space so that you can do the activity that you want to do? And if the answer is yes to that, chances are your home or that room is not serving you in the way that it is. I've already shared my story with you that my office has been that for me. And it is a constant work in progress. It is not perfection. In fact, if you've been listening for a while, you know that we are not perfection here. And the goal is here right now is not to cause any bit of shame or frustration for you. It is not a judgment on you. It is a it is a mustard seed. I'm planting a mustard seed that hopefully will help you move your needle forward wherever that needle is so that you can start living a life that you want to live of intention within your home. And if we can make it beautiful on top of it, fantastic. But we are going to address the stuff first before we start making it pretty. So Susan, is that helpful for you or is that frustrating for you? I imagine that some of you are like, oh man, I really, yes, I have too much stuff and I feel bad about the too much stuff. Yes, I know I need to declutter. I know I need to do that. What I, a couple things I want you to think about. One is organizing is different than decluttering. So think about that. The other thing I want you to think about is making progress, making one step forward. Let's, let's talk about this for a sec. If I were to say, if I wanted to set a goal of running a marathon, I would not go out and run 20 miles today. No way. Absolutely not. If I did that, I would absolutely hate myself. I would be sore for eons. I would probably be injured and I would be no closer to that marathon than I would have been yesterday. Setting a goal and a place that you want to aspire to is a fantastic thing, but it doesn't mean that you're going to be running that marathon tomorrow. It means that maybe you'll run it in a year. Maybe you'll run it in two years. Maybe you'll run it. Maybe you'll be lucky enough to run it in six months, but creating that baseline for you is going to be a good start. And maybe that baseline is walking around the block today. Maybe tomorrow you walk around two times and then three times and then four times. And then maybe you're running around that block one time and then running around two times. You see where I'm going here. You're working up to it and until you are ready to run that marathon, until you've reached that goal and hooray for you, the same thing goes with our stuff. So if you approach it 
in a way that you're saying, I am getting rid of all this stuff today and I have two hours. Girlfriend, you are going to be in the exact same spot that you were when you started. So I want you to keep that in mind and I want you to take the quiz. I do want you to be mindful of where it is you are starting so that you know where your needle can be moving forward. You can find the quiz at bit.ly forward slash boss of home, B-O-S-S. Yeah, you heard me, boss. Who is the boss of your home? (laughs) Are you the boss or is your stuff the boss? That's the issue. By the way, the goal too is not to say, hey guys, we're all moving to some big stretch of land and we're all going to get tiny homes. That is not the goal. The goal really is to create intention within your home, to create a space that you love to come home to, to have it, whether or not you love hosting people is beside the point, but if you do, you're ready to welcome them in with open arms and you're ready to have a home that doesn't cause you to think of the stuff first before you think of the people, whoever those people are. And even if those people are fur babies, (laughs) that is the goal here. Susan, I don't want to leave you discouraged, however, because I know that stuff is probably not where you wanted to go today. I know that you probably wanted to know where it is you should bring your attention. So we are going to talk about that for just a second. So one thing I always ask is this. So you've already addressed why you hate your space. And now we're talking about the stuff in your space. But now what room do you spend the most time in? What room do you, what, what room drives you most bonkers? What room do you host the most people in? Those are the three things that we generally talk about here when we're talking about where to start. What room drives you most bonkers that you're going to see the biggest, like that, that change when you make the change, whatever change it's going to be in there is going to inspire creativity in other spaces. And sometimes that is where you host the most people or where you spend the most time. So um, sometimes those overlap and sometimes they are independent. Like I might spend the most time in in the kitchen. But actually, the kitchen doesn't drive me the most bonkers. The playroom drives me the most bonkers. But when I host people, I host people in the the living room. So you can see how it can be all different rooms. And if that's the case, then pick the one that you will find most reward in redoing first. And that is where you are going to start. Now, there are some episodes that I want you to go back and listen to, Susan. I want you to go back and listen to, I think they're like six, seven, eight. This is literally, but where do I start in my home when I'm wanting to redo everything? We talk about creating and defining purpose for your space, identifying um, the intention of the room, creating a home feeling, what you want your home to feel like, kind of creating the map. And once you have that map, then you're going to start using things like Pinterest in order to develop a visual plan and you're not purchasing anything yet. You don't want to purchase a a single thing yet. You want to get a plan in place so that you don't waste money because I know money can be a hang up for so many people and we don't want it to be for you as you move your needle forward, Susan. So make sure that you are creating a good plan in place before you start moving that, before you start making any purchases and any changes. We also talk about cohesive color palettes. There's so much when you do want to create a a change and have a change that is more than just one room. So Susan, don't be shy. Reach out, ask more questions. 
you can um, email me at figandfarmathome at gmail.com. You can book a service by going to my website, figandfarmathome.com, and you can join the waitlist for the 10-week course that is going to walk us through literally what it is you're wanting to do. And that will walk us through Design 101, creating purpose, planning, cohesive um, paint palette, making mood boards, using Pinterest as a tool, all the things, all the things. If you want to do that, Susan, with me, I want you to join the waitlist. And you can email me to just say, hey, I want to do that. All right, girls, do, however, subscribe to the show if you haven't already, because we are going to be diving in. We're going to be going back to the basics, talking more about things that might be holding you back, things that you can do to move your needle forward in the new year, um, trends that we are seeing go by the wayside and trends that we're seeing pop in color of the year and so much more in this new year. So I hope to see you soon. And if you have not already subscribed to the show, do that. And you'll find all the links in the show note. And until next time, I will see you soon. Hey, real quick before you go, if you learned something new or found value in today's podcast, would you head over to iTunes to Fig and Farm at Home and leave a review and subscribe to the show? That would be awesome. And if you'd like to connect with my community of mamas who are learning to be intentional storytellers within their own homes, join us at bit.ly forward slash design 101 group. There's always more room at the table. See you soon.